Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and thanks for joining me here today on The Communication Architect. Each week, we'll share content that will empower you to grow your personal leadership capacity through the development of communication competencies that build emotional health and relational resilience. We'll unpack some practical applications of interpersonal, intrapersonal, family, and organizational communication. And we'll connect with stories of transformation that will inspire you to achieve personal and social change. Now, let's build the scaffolding you need to become a communication architect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, a lifelong homeschooling parent, author, and president of Chula Vista Christian University, our homeschool-based four-year university that centers on mentor-driven, faith-based, debt-free higher education. You know that after spending 20 years teaching in the college classroom, I saw the brokenness and dysfunction of modern education, and I wanted to be part of the solution. You can learn more about us at cvcu.us. If you're new to the show, we're in a season unpacking American education. So be sure to scroll back on the podcast for some tips on breaking free from the system, getting started on the parent-directed journey, and a whole host of research that I hope will equip and inspire you for the road ahead. We've been talking about those 12 toxic traits of the public school environment. And today I have a powerhouse interview for you. I cannot wait for you to hear more from her parents. It is time for you to step up and rescue the next generation. Be sure to check out the outsourcethebook.com page, my newest book, and all of our podcasts, blogs, and books on the president's page at cvcu.us. And remember, you can email your questions to us at radio at cvcu.us, and we will answer as many of those questions as we can on the show. I am so excited about today's guest. She is the author of one of my all-time favorite books. And if you know me, you know that I've given you this book when you told me you wanted to start homeschooling. Her book was called No Ordinary Child, Unlocking the Leader Within Your Child, and it has a companion study guide that you definitely want to check out. Denise Mira is the mother of five sons. She's got three daughter-in-laws, a grandmother to six so far. She homeschooled her kids for over two decades, and now to her great joy, all of her grandchildren are being home educated. She's traveled extensively, both nationally and internationally. She inspires change and shares the revolutionary message that God has given her her for families. And that's how I first met her at a Christian Home Educators Association Association conference, just uh, full of passion and fire. She has a vision for helping train parents up, her writing, her speaking, her videos, her private and group coaching. You'll see it all. We're going to talk the first half of the show about some of her tremendous work in that realm. And then when we come back after the commercial, I want to tell you all about what she's doing, helping families Learn, earn passive rental income. You're going to love it. Stay with us. Denise, what a joy to have you on the show today. Oh, it's a joy to be here. Thank you for having me. So much fun. I was thinking about our first meeting. I think it was a Chia conference. And then our kids ended up in the same homeschool co-op in Sacramento, yeah. the one we were running, Uchi, our, our old school program. A lot of our families yeah. know about that. So uh, really, really such an honor. And I think we did a couple of years ago, I think we did a little um, a little video interview with our new homeschool Academy families here in San Diego too. Yes. So they'll be, mm-hmm. you're familiar to everyone and everybody oh. I know gets your book NOC. So definitely a joy. Well, tell us a little bit. I know we're going to talk about the the business piece in the second half, but in this first half of the show, t- just talk a little bit about your homeschooling journey. What inspired you to get started? Many of our listeners are thinking school starts in two weeks. What do I do? Uh, tell us a little bit about your story. 
Wow. I remember those days so clearly. I, well, I was a product of the system, Lisa, the system of public or public school. And so homeschool was like this foreign, totally foreign thought to me, but here's what happened to me. I got radically saved in high school. I, I was a feminist. I mean, I did not want to have babies. I did not want to get married. You know, I grew up playing with Barbies. That was my story. My right. story was going to be a briefcase and a career, but long story short, when, once I started having these baby boys, I got married very young, 18, married a pastor, and I did not want to drop them off. And you know, today's parents, they haven't been taught to parent. They've been taught to drop the kid at the door. Right. That's the enemy's plan to steal that precious seed. And so it, consequently, it was just about time to put my oldest in kindergarten, my public school, my happy little public school across the street. They all, you know, it looks so sweet and perfect. Mm -hmm. Just drop him off. But I could something in me. I just couldn't. I, I so long to see uh, the immeasurably more that I saw in the word of God. Wow. I believed for that we could raise the Daniels and the Samuels and the Timothys and the Davids. And I believed that with all my heart. And I crossed paths with a, a homeschooling family. And back then, I mean, this is the eighties, right? Mm -hmm. It was, it was almost illegal if, if it wasn't. And it was very, it was blasphemous <laughs> to many right. people. Right. So, but I, it just wooed my heart and the mother was so patient and I saw the fruit in their child. Yep. This, this gal, she was confident and strong and capable and, and responsible. It was something I was not seeing in the mainstream. Right. And so thankfully, um, that's how it all began is just with their, you know, their testimony of homeschooling and she kind of guided me and mentored me. And so that's, that's where it began. Incredible that I love, love, love what you said there, that if you're longing for that immeasurable, immeasurably more that you see in the word. It's here. The fruit is what draw yes. me in as well. In addition to No Ordinary Child, which you know is one of my all-time favorite books, I told you before the show that when we go back in, in 50 years and study seminal works in the field of home education, No Ordinary Child is certain to be in that title. Um, but tell me some other books. What were some other books that really inspired you? I know one of your favorites because you inspired me to read it years ago. But <laughs> yes, tell, tell us some more. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, The Way Home by Mary Pride. It just was like an epiphany for me. I still, I still point mamas to that one. And then she wrote another sequel and Mary pride was doing so much at the time. And, you know, we've come a long, a long time since her books were really the hot number. And she was the speaker and she was teaching people, you know, how to home educate. She just, she, she was a professional, uh, very feminist, very capable, educated gal, but she laid it all down and began to have baby after baby home births. And just, so the way home was a great book. And then I got a of Dumbing Us Down by John Taylor Gatto. I'm sure that's the one, right? <laughs> that's it. Oh my goodness. I, I just, I would, I'd be under the covers with my flashlight at two in the morning, just drinking in. Yes. I, I read it again last year. I mean, yes. he is just, he's one of my heroes. He's yes. a legend and was a former uh, New York school teacher of the year and used his acceptance speech to tear down the system. Yep. We would, oh, we would love him. Yes. And he, he went on to eternity a few short years ago, but, oh, he was such a guiding light for me in all yes. of this, you know, breaking down, breaking the mainstream down because we're, you know, we, we are molded and shaped by our atmosphere and, and we're groomed for public education. We're groomed That's to right. drop our kids off at the door. We're groomed to think we're not expert enough. And that, uh, so he, he really helped with, with breaking those boxes for me as did Mary Pride. 
I love that the one resonant quote. I, I too read it again last year as I was just to get so inspired by his work. But I love that government schools are structural, government monopoly schools are structurally unreformable. They're doing exactly what they were designed to do. And that's what we see across the nation today, you know, creating yes. these cogs in a machine over and over. And then students are unfulfilled. They have no sense of purpose, direction. They have no moral anchor whatsoever. They're just lost. And so, I'm really excited about the opportunity we have to not rebuild, but to build because we have parents who are, have kids that are four and five years old and they're thinking, what do I do? And they, they don't have to undo all of this harm of the system. They can start afresh right now. So I'm super excited about that movement that's happening literally across the nation. When you were, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you and I were doing this together because our kids were the same age, but what, what were some of the favorite curricula that you used stood out? Do you, did you piecemeal? Did you stick with one? Kind of what were some of the, the methods of your, of your system? Yes. You know, we started out with a Becca for the little guys that that was so simple. We could do it in an hour and then we had the day to ourselves. So that was just very basic. I mean, there's, it's, it's like asking me my favorite meal in the last I 20 know. years because you're, you're right. It's like when I bumped into sunlight, uh, curriculum sunlight was really helpful because sunlight was picking cherry picking from all the different curriculums and really teaching a lot about read alouds and reading and reading was such a strong, it was something we leaned on all the time and that, that really developed our sons into the geniuses that they are today. Yes. I'm sorry, but anybody yes. that spends all That's that right. time reading and with their parents, <laughs> That's right. they're going to be geniuses, <laughs> That's right? That's right. That is the truth. And so those really, if I had to say, I think those are great places yeah. to start, but yeah. oh, there's so much. We could yeah. sit and talk about that for, for hours. For sure. For sure. When you first started out, what were some of the myths that you believed about the home education process and how you quickly saw those? We just see them dissipate before our eyes. Do you remember any of the specific myths that kind of were resonant around you? Absolutely. I felt like homeschooling was for hippies and gypsies and it was irresponsible. <laughs> like it was irresponsible. Like, what are you doing? Because I, back to, I was a feminist, you know, uh, that was in me. It was in my DNA and I had to undo a lot of those things. We have to undo things that we've been taught by the system, by the mainstream, by the media. But that was, you know, and, and also that life wasn't real school, you know, just mm -hmm. life. And now I say, Set the curriculum aside and build meaningful relationships with your children because life is learning. You know, I am, I think I've become more and more, more of an unschooler in some ways, mm -hmm. although obviously we want a framework and we want our kids to, to know how to do the basics. I always said to myself, reading, writing and arithmetic and then life, you know, but it's like, yeah. that's, that's what I didn't understand. I had a wrong concept. We, it was a paradigm shift to understand that kids get genius level when they hang out with their parents all the time and they get to think and create they have time to think lisa time right. to think and thinking is something that people have forgotten how to do we're distracted by our ipads and our iphones and and our tv shows and you know what celebrities getting married this week there's so many distractions around us i thank god i didn't have a cell phone when i started because that is that's a major issue for mamas all over the place. And it's, you know, it can be a major issue for any of us. But at the end of the day, that's what I felt. I just, I, I just did not see the power of home education back then. And now I'm the richest woman in the world, you know, yes, now that I've, that I'm it. living in the sweet fruit Ugh. of home education and, and the, yeah, we, I could go on and on, obviously. <laughs> I love that. I, I really think it is a process that helps us put everything in two categories, temporal and eternal 
And we start to see what are the temporal things that we have spent our time, energy, and treasures on that are meaningless, that have literally no value. Mm. We get so caught up in that in our culture, but I think homeschooling gives us that pause where we can focus on the eternal word, like you in the harvest years, seeing our kids just thrive. And it's just yes. such a joy. And I think that's such a value for moms and grandparents who are listening in. And you do have that great fruit in your kids. You've got to be a mentor, a role model to younger moms. They're afraid, they're 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 eager, but they're anxious. And so to for them to see, just like Denise and I did, that good fruit in somebody else's kids, uh, we now can be that role model and and really help bring up that next generation. Two generations at once get discipled with a homeschool model. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about a whole other aspect of Denise's life that you may not yet know that's going to be so inspiring and so equipping for you. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn. Thanks for joining us here on Mindset Matters. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Dunn, and thanks for joining us here on Mindset Matters. Today, we're unpacking some practical tools that will activate your faith, reset your family culture, and transform your interpersonal relationships. And today, we have on the show a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Denise Mira. We've known each other probably 20 years, and she is an author, speaker, a veteran, homeschool mom of five, an entrepreneur, and she is passionate about helping moms and dads in their parenting journey. During the COVID upheaval, the pandemic, Denise started renting out furnished spaces and she quickly created five-figure incomes, passive rental income with this proprietary system that she now calls Rent to Riches. And when she realized this abundant opportunity of renting midterm furnished spaces, she started sharing her secrets with other families so that they could find that, what she calls money tree, in their backyard. They could realize this cash flow without trading their time for money, passive income. And so we're going to post the po- the, the link to um, her, her connection on the podcast. So you can go on it and read that uh, and connect with her. But today she's going to share in the second half of the show a little bit about how you can do the very same, same thing that she's done. So Denise, tell us a little bit about kind of the foundation here. How did you get started renting out furnished spaces? Well, we have to, we have to admit that families are under siege. I yes. mean, let's just... As far as I can see, our government wants to eliminate the middle class. So the burden, uh, the tax burden, I just saw today, Lisa, that in my old city in Washington State, they just passed another $437 million school levy. Now, where who pays for that? The homeowner right. pays for that. So, and, and that just before COVID hit, in my same city, they passed a $535 million school levy, which we and they didn't give us the money back when all the schools closed, right? Right. And so what I I don't know about your listeners, but I have a feeling they are feeling the pinch too. I mean, you can't you can't deny that food prices just went up, I think 13% in June. It's insanity. Um what it does is it drives mamas out of the home to go drop the kids off at daycare to you know, public school has become daycare so that mom right. can have a job. And and I feel their pain because I was a pastor's wife. I was a homeschool mom. It, you know, it was two for one being pastors. I didn't get a paycheck. I We, we lived in the struggle bubble financially. Mm-hmm. And I accepted that as part of the package. I lived by faith. I never felt like a victim. But, but it was, you know, life, 
you can't live without money. And parents in poverty and lack are distracted. They're overworked. They're preoccupied with how to pay the bills. And so consequently, this is a way that I want to help families understand that COVID gave us many good things. For one thing, it ripped the, the cover off the public schools. That's it right. gave us, you know, time with our kids. It, it, it's, it's promoted home education. And um, COVID also created an atmosphere of remote workers that are traveling the globe, working where they want to work, right. and professionals, mm -hmm. and, and they need places to stay. And so, you know, it used to be that the home was the American dream, right? You Well, now that mortgage has become a living nightmare. Years ago, when my husband and I bought our first house for $36,000, you knew what your house payment was going to be, and it didn't change. Now there is every six months or so, I'll get a postcard in the mail and it'll tell me what my new house payment is and how my escrow is low. And now I, so I, so I feel like families at every level are, are, you know, the, the government's bearing down on them, but here's the deal. This, this furnished spaces rental is one of the most lucrative, wonderful uh, silver linings of COVID. And I, what see, what people don't understand is that it's not just strangers showing up at your house every day. It's not, it's not scary people coming to rent. <laughs> what I specialize in with families is midterm furnished rentals, midterms. And one out of five bookings on Airbnb is a midterm. That's anywhere from 30 days to six months. There's there's, I started out with vacation rentals, but that was stressful. As a mother, as a wife, as a grandmother, you're constantly cleaning and turning over and new people are showing up at your door. But this is a system that the way that I teach it, the way that I developed it, is that you have a bulletproof screening system. You get to know your, your tenant before they move in. They're professionals. They're busy. They're hard workers. You get much higher rents. You get much higher quality of tenants than you do just throwing it out there on Airbnb for whoever, come whoever, whoever can, right. you know. So this is, this is what I began to do. And I, and I, and people were standing in line for my rentals. And, and I realized in retrospect, I had made, I had started out at five figures and six figures and then seven figures in both uh, real estate value and rental income. And so Incredible. this is this midterm furnished rentals is my sweet spot. And it's the one that I love to teach families. Now I can teach them to rent anything. You can rent your swimming pool in San Diego. <laughs> you can rent your garage. You can rent. But if you've got a furnished space, it can be so much as a bedroom. It can be a, a master suite. It can be a guest suite. It can be a, ba a daylight mm -hmm. basement. There are so many options. It can even be Lisa, a a, a tiny home in your backyard or an RV in your backyard or a manufactured home in your backyard. I'm telling you, there is so much money on the table sitting there for your listeners because people are renting everything from a bell tent in their backyard. 10 years ago, I told my friend, you've got to put a rental on your field. This weed, you know, weeds are growing. Nothing's happening. You can mm -hmm. make $1,000 a month. This was back then. 10 years later, I check in, it's still just growing weeds when they could be growing <laughs> money, growing dollars. Good. And it's passive. And the reason it's passive is because it's midterm. You're not turning over. Sometimes I don't turn over for nine months. It just depends on, on who you accept as your tenant. And you have a, you have a, a 
you just have to know where to source and how to how to screen and how to interview. And that's the stuff I love to teach moms how to do. And all my friends that I've taught to do it, uh, my system is the system they love and use. They'll never go back to vacation rentals. They love it. It's peaceful. You're doing your nails. You're playing with the kids. And all of a sudden, cha-ching, your money comes in. And, and these people are quality. I mean, I cry when my tenants leave. And that is no joke. They still text me to say my time, you know, staying in your, in your space was, you know, a, a defining moment in my life, et cetera, et cetera. It's a ministry. And you know, Lisa, it's like Proverbs 31 talks about the incremental development of a godly woman. Mm -hmm. And she is an entrepreneur. She is, yep. she's creative. She's a, the yep. daughter of the King. He created everything. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to encourage women and to to tap into that creativity that God's put in them to create something that they've got in their hands. It's already in their hands. They're just underestimating its potential. They're underestimating the market. Their, you know, their internal insecurity is not market reality right now. So it's good. a hot minute. And so I just say, jump on this. It's, it's, I'm, I'm loving seeing the, I mean, just imagine, okay, we cut coupons and we save everything and we, you know, we, we do the Larry or the, the Ramsey, the Dave Ramsey, you know, budget. And, and we're, we're feeling the pinch. We don't get to go on great vacations. Homeschool stuff costs money too, right? I mean, right. everything costs money. And so what would you do? Not just clipping a coupon, not just waiting for a 10% off discount, but to actually see five extra figures of income in your bank account every month while you're just off doing your thing with the kids. It's it's that simple. The midterm rentals are a whole nother animal and no one's teaching what I'm teaching right now. It's just something I developed because I didn't like the other way of doing things. I wanted peace. I wanted passive. I've got way too many things to do to be doing turnovers every three to five days. That's just not my thing. So that is amazing. I think our listeners are going to be so excited to hear more about what you're doing. Where can they find out more about this program? Well, they can go to my website. They can go to the email that will be in the notes. And also I have a Rent to Riches page where they can sign up for my updates because I do live trainings, Rent to Riches live trainings, virtual trainings to teach them about my system, how to do it. And we, we just, we address every aspect of it and it makes it so doable. You know, I think there are so many ways that we've been taught to think what, you know, what, what people have told us, stories we've read. We believe wrong stories about renting our furnished spaces. And I'm telling you, it's a new day and it's a hot minute and it's time to cash in and build that money tree and hack that mortgage, defy what the government's trying to do to us right now. We've got to get creative. We can't sit around and wait. You know, things don't change. We have to change. That's right. We've got to be willing to, you know, to take a risk, to believe, to create. And it's in the women listening to you right now. It's in the men. I've got men that I've helped with this. But right now I'm really focusing on families and women because this is something you can do. You can do it as a family project. My own sons have helped me in so many ways. We're, we're like a team. And it's a wonderful family business for homeschool families to, to engage in. Denise, what a joy. I know our listeners are going to be so excited about this opportunity. You have just, you think like a homeschooler across the board, out of the box. Let's not get caught up in 
inside the box thinking, let's think creatively across all spheres of our lives from education to business to finance. If you're new to the show, if you're homeschooling for the first time, be sure to catch the episodes on my podcast. Just scroll back for episodes, interviews, and tips of the trade. And be sure to check out what we're accomplishing in and through our partnerships with parents and the local church right here in San Diego, as well as across the nation. Our furthest academy out now is Syracuse, New York. Visit us at cvcu.us to learn more about how you can start and jump in to become part of the Rescue Mission. Again, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn. Thanks for joining us here today on the show. I'll be back next week with more of our toxic trait analysis and some tips that will help you stay connected through the lifespan. We'll see you then. Thanks again for joining us here on The Communication Architect. If you have questions about today's episode or if there are topics you'd like to see us address, send your comments via Instagram to at Dr. Lisa Dunn or via email to contact at drlisadunn.com. That's D-R-L-I-S-A-D-U-N-N-E.com. And remember, strategic communication will help you build greater emotional health and relational resilience. So don't miss the next episode. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and I look forward to talking with you next time right here on The Communication Architect.